What's scarier, either making that shift and trying to figure it out and making some change, or going on for the next 10 years or 20 years or 30 years with things being exactly as they have been. You are listening to the Redefining Wealth podcast with Patrice Washington. In today's episode, I sit down with serial entrepreneur Steve Ulsher. He says it's time for you to get clear about what your what is. Hey there, this is Patrice Washington from patricewashington.com, where we chase purpose, not money. Welcome back to another episode of Redefining Wealth. And if you're brand new, here's what you need to know. This is a community that believes that wealth is so much more than just money and material possessions. We believe in the 12th century definition of wealth, which is the condition of well-being. And so every week, we focus on well-being in six pillars, and these are the areas of life that impact our finances, even when we're not thinking about it. If you need to get caught up, and I suggest you do, head to patricewashington.com forward slash start here. Again, the pillars can be broken down for you at patricewashington.com forward slash start here. Before we dive into this week's episode, it's brought to you by our Redefining Wealth private Facebook community. Yes, we have a community of purpose chasers from all over the globe. I don't believe that greatness can be created in isolation. You need people and you need like-hearted, not just like-minded folks around you. So join our free Facebook community at IamAPurposeChaser.com. You'll get to meet purpose chasers who are near you. Yes, in your own country, wherever you are. You can suggest show topics and guests and even get early access to upcoming events and programs. Purpose chasers always know first. So join us at IamAPurposeChaser.com. Really excited to dive into today's conversation with Steve Ulsher. He's been on my radar for quite some time as the founder and editor-in-chief of Podcast Magazine. Before we jump in, let me tell you a little bit more about him. Steve is also the creator of Pod Expo and Club Pod, the largest podcast group on all social media platforms. He's also the host of the number one rated podcast, Reinvention Radio. As an online pioneer and New York Times bestselling author of What Is Your What?, Discover the one amazing thing you were born to do. Steve is also a real estate developer, international keynote speaker, and an in-demand media guest making appearances on CNN, The Huffington Post, and countless others. Without further ado, let's dive into my conversation with Steve Ulsher. Welcome to the Redefining Wealth podcast, Steve. Well, thank you for having me. I am excited to have you. So I have to tell you, I was introduced to you via the podcast magazine because my good girlfriend, Rachel Luna, was featured in there. Uh, Yeah, some time ago. And that was the first time I even learned that there was a magazine Mm -hmm. for podcasters. Yes, podcast magazine. See, it's just it flows right off of the tongue. It, it flows right off the tongue. What what made you want to start podcast magazine? Why um, was that your thing? I've been podcasting for geez a long time. First episode of Reinvention Radio came out in two thousand and nine. Um, so I just I've always had a love for the industry. About two years ago or so, almost almost two years to the day, it was more around October of uh, twenty nineteen. 
I was sitting uh, at an event and um, not going to bore you with too many details around this because I know we got a lot to cover here. But I, I was sitting in an event and it just kind of hit me like, why isn't there a, a sort of rolling stone, if you will, for the podcast industry? You know, I mean, you can see what Sports Illustrated does around sports and and so on. And obviously, we're in a, a different place in time right now where people may not necessarily be like, oh, I, you know, I need to have a, a magazine. Right. But it just I'm old school. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm in my 50s. Right. So magazines just have a certain cachet, at least certainly of my generation. And it just felt like it was a real zig when everybody else was zagging. So I said, you know, let's um, let's see what we can do here about trying to legitimize the industry. And I'm not saying it's not a legitimate industry and it wasn't non-legitimate before we started the magazine. But, you know, reality is that it just kind of felt very hobbyist still, I think, to, yes. to many a couple of years ago. And, yeah, the industry has grown and, and whatnot, but it just it, it really felt to me like we needed to have representation in some sort of industry publication that was mm, geared more towards the consumer sort of the podcast fan, if you will, mm. than just purely like an industry rag or industry news digest or something of that nature. And I said, you know what, if I don't do this, I'm kind of going to just scratch my head, you know, in a couple of years or, or later when somebody else does it and go, yeah, you, you could have done it and you should have done it. Right. You know, we talk about that a lot here. I call it just obedience. An idea drops in your spirit. And so often we kind of just push it to the side, sweep it under the rug, um, get upset when we see someone else do it <laughs> later on down the road. But yeah, I've learned that there's a lot of blessings on the other side of obedience. How do you determine Patrice? I mean, this is, and do you go by Patrice, by the way? Or is I, there, do. Do you, I do. I do. Okay. Um, do, how do you determine, and now I'm just going to turn the tables because as a podcaster, that's what I do. Let's so do how, it. How, how do you determine between like, I kind of feel like, Maybe like you do, like there's all these ideas kind of floating around in the uh -huh. universe and then you've got your antenna up and something kind of lands on you. Right. And it's like, OK, are you going to do something with this or aren't you? Because if you aren't, it's going to go back up into that universe and keeps kind of spinning around until somebody else's radar or their antenna picks it up. And then they go, "Ooh, I'm yes. going to do that. Right. Like the Snuggie, right. The, like the blanket with <laughs> sleeves. I mean, yeah. silliness. But but you can see how many of those they sold. So how how do you know when this is something you should move forward with? Because mm -hmm. I'm guilty of, of moving forward with things that I probably shouldn't move forward with, which is like, yeah. oh, that's a great idea. But like, how do you determine what you should move forward with versus, OK, that's yeah. a great idea, but it's not for me. So first of all, I'm a woman you of faith. You're going to be interviewed on your own podcast. <laughs> here, right? yes. I'm here for it, though. I love this. So I will say, first of all, I'm a woman of faith. And I think a lot of times, you know, you hear a lot of voices or a lot of things come to you. And how do I narrow it down? For me, I spend a lot of time in my prayer closet. I spend a lot of time in just prayer and meditation. And usually there's things that come and they're very fleeting, but there's something that sticks. And it just, I feel like when you're called to something, it won't leave you alone. There's yeah. like a nagging almost. Yeah. And, and for me, until I see it through, there's like a little void that just keeps getting bigger and bigger because I keep kind of being drawn back to it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm an entrepreneur. I've been an entrepreneur pretty much my entire life. So we have no shortage of ideas. Yeah. But I think there's good ideas and then there's God ideas. And so for me, the God ideas usually just won't leave me alone. Wow. I've never heard that. I am a grown ass man and I have never heard <laughs> the difference between 
a good idea and a God idea. Damn, I can actually see like the meme for that, right? Do you, is, that a, <laughs> is that a Patrice-ism or is that something you heard from I've, somewhere? I've been saying it for years. I have no idea at this point. I feel wow. weird like a hodgepodge. Isn't that crazy? My wife blames me content. all the time for taking things. that She's like, that's not yours. I was like, but I've been saying it for so long. I think it's much. She's like, no, you didn't come yeah. up with that. You, you can't take ownership of that one. That's not you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I'm really excited to talk about your book. What is your what? Discover yeah. the one amazing thing you were born to do. So yeah. how does one go about discovering the one? Uh, and is there one amazing thing, Steve? Or yeah, right. were we not created to do dozens of amazing things? Yeah. So I think the subtitle today, if I were to re-release, it would probably be discover the one amazing thing you were to, uh, you were born to do for now. Right? Like, I think that's that's the key. And yeah, yes. the reality is as we move through the iterations of ourselves, things change, things evolve. And and what used to interest us perhaps no longer does, or perhaps it interests us even more than it, than it once did. So all of that being said, it's kind of the question that I've been struggling with, you know, throughout my entire adult life, which is what, what am I really here to do? Like, I'm, I'm one of those people that is really good at a lot of things, but not like, crazy exceptional at that one thing right like i'm always really jealous of the of the musician or the athlete right like somebody who just loves basketball and 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 for years this is all that they've done and they played high school ball and then they played college ball and then they went on and maybe they played semi pro or whatever and then they went into coaching like it's just that's it basketball like that's the thing just put that dumb ball in that dumb hoop and you make a living off of that and 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 some people do really well off of that right so i never had that going for me i mean i, I really never had that one thing and so as i tried the myers briggs and i tried the what colors your parachutes and i tried all of these different modalities you know so so many of them Patrice, just left me with more questions than answers so around a dozen years ago or so I started trying to think about, like, what can I create here that really helps people like me hit the ground running to try to figure out, you know, this is what I'm naturally wired to excel at. This is really what puts fire in my soul. And this is something that not only am, am, I, am I good at, but, you know, I, I really do love doing it and I can make really great money doing it. Right. And so that's really where the the what is your what framework was was born from. And, and it really just as I started going through all of this and looking at all these different complicated ways of, of looking at, you know, hey, what what am I naturally wired to excel at? And, and what can I actually do from a career standpoint? It really just boiled down to three core things, which is understanding what your core gift is. And so that's in your DNA. It's really that which has chosen you as opposed to that which you have chosen. So what's your core gift? What is the primary vehicle that you will use to share that gift? And then the third piece of the puzzle are the people. And so who are the people that you are most compelled to serve? And if you can figure out the internal piece, the, the you know, the core gift, the <laughs> external piece in terms of, you know, the sort of how that is manifested, what that looks like in real life, the vehicle mm -hmm. that you use to share that, and then the people that you're most compelled to serve. And I mean, most compelled to serve. Now you can start hitting the ground running and you can actually make a, a really great living, of course, mm -hmm. doing what it is that reflects how you're naturally wired to excel. And, and so we can continue the conversation, but let me just stop there. I love that. 
first of all, just the that which has chosen you. Like, I think that we often, Steve, go throughout life. And I know you hear this all the time with people saying, well, I'm trying to go find my purpose. I personally believe it's not that we're trying to find it. We won't necessarily embrace the thing that we're naturally wired to do. So many of us live in denial about what that is. Yeah. And like you, I felt like I had like no gifts. I was like, how come, you know, I'm tall, but I don't particularly play basketball well, right? I got these long piano fingers. Damn it, Patrice, why can't you play this game? (laughs) I mean, I was decent, you know, but, you know, always looking at other people's gifts and going, oh, well, so-and-so, they you know, twirl the baton really well. And -and Mm so-and-so does this thing. And here I am, all I do is talk. And this is all I've ever gotten in trouble for. So how could I possibly see this as a core gift? Mm. And it really took some time for me to look back over my life and go through, and I mean, over my life, not just as an adult or college, but even down to like elementary school days. What's the thing that you were always, as you say, wired to do? It was just there. It wasn't about me going to wire myself. It was it was there the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's the thing, too, is like and I love the just the whole concept around the the good idea and the God idea. Right. In terms of like these things just kind of fall in your lap. And I don't I you know, even like writing the book. I don't know where that stuff came from. Like the whole idea of creating this this framework of the gift, the vehicle and the people. Like, I've never talked about that in my life. I just start, I literally just sat down and started typing. And as I started going through this, this is what came up for me, right? And so I think that's a big part of it. And, and there's also the part of, uh, of understanding that your, your life and understanding what your what is, is very much evolves, right? From the standpoint of, how you're naturally wired to excel, that that's certainly a static piece, what your core gift is. That's what's in your DNA, right? Like for you, your core gift is probably communication. Like if, if you've said you've always just had the ability to talk and, and really just you have the gift of gab, right? Then your core gift is probably communication. What most people then don't allow themselves to do is to have the flexibility to say, okay, this is my core gift. But the way in which I share that gift, meaning the vehicle that I use or the people that I'm most compelled to serve, they don't necessarily allow those to evolve and change. And so what what I'm saying is that your your gift very much is static, but the, the vehicle that you use to share that gift and the people that you are most compelled to serve, those two pieces can change over time. And so if you Absolutely. give yourself the flexibility to say... This is, again, not who uh, discovered the one amazing thing you were born to do, right? Again, for now, that can change over time. But the gift, absolutely, again, if you look back and you start connecting the pieces, you'll see how that that gift has remained fairly static. Mm-hmm. And the other two pieces are, are, are more, um, you know, th- those those can change over time. I love what you're saying. I Actually, when I do interviews, I always tell people, this is who I am in this season, Mm. because I do embrace the fact that purpose evolves. So what it felt like for me 10 years ago has evolved based on what I've been exposed to, you know, what new things are in in the industry, in the market. You could have told me that I would have started a podcast. I was not interested, even though I was on national radio at the time. 
Mm-hmm. I wasn't even thinking about a podcast until yeah. someone said, you should start a podcast and we, we'd we love to, you know, like host it. And I was like, uh, I'll think about it. Are you saying like next year? And they're like, well, September, it was August. Oh, and yeah. it was it was August of 2017. And then I thought, well, again, I was looking at that, that core static gift. Well, I love to communicate. I'm on radio, but I only have three to four minutes to say what I want to say. And I think I'm being called to say more and have deeper conversations. So mm-hmm. I'll try it for a year. This year will be my four-year anniversary. And it's been one of the <laughs> best things that ever happened to my career. But we have to be flexible with the journey and allow mm-hmm. things to unfold and evolve. Mm-hmm. Every other month, I attend a Super Friends brunch where we talk about everything from purpose to pursuing new dreams and even menopause. Yep, you heard me, menopause, because if you're over 40 and your girlfriends don't keep it real, I don't know what to tell you. But we have these important conversations because how can we redefine wealth if we're not keeping up with our hormonal health? Now, we discovered Happy Mammoth. It's the company that created Hormone Harmony, and it's dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for us. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. Hormone Harmony contains herbal extracts called aptogens that help the body adapt to any stressors like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally. And any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take Hormone Harmony. It's perfect for hot flashes, night sweats, menopause-related brain fog, sleeplessness, occasional bloating and gas. You get the picture. Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. And for a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com by using the code RW at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RW for 15% off. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah, and, and it is interesting as I look back on, on many of the things that I have done. For whatever reason, I I have been given sort of the, mm, I'll just call, I'll call it the gift of being faced with doing things that are hard. Like, I don't feel like anything that I have done in my career, especially as an entrepreneur, has been just absolutely easy, smooth sailing. Like, I think I've been given some of the more challenging things to do. And I have to embrace the notion that I wouldn't be given this challenge if, Spirit, God, whatever you want to call it, didn't think that I could handle it, right? And so there's there's something to be said for why some of these things have fallen in my lap. I mean, and uh, like I've been sitting on something right now for the last two years that I just I, I've been trying to muster up the the energy and the fortitude that it's going to take to do it. But if or shall I say when it comes to fruition, because it hasn't left my mind for the better part of two years. When this comes to fruition, I mean, it will revolutionize 
an industry that I have some familiarity with, which is the the real the world of real estate. Um, but I'm really in the process of of with this new initiative of creating a third class of real estate altogether and really reinventing how and where people live. And this this is going to be a, a Herculean effort. Mm-hmm. But if it goes to plan, not only, of course, will the monetary rewards be quite substantial, but more importantly, it will give people options that they didn't have before. And it'll really reinvent the the way in which we 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 live and how and where we live. So really, uh, yeah, just a matter of perspective, I guess. So ha- and it sounds like that's been tugging at you. Oh, man, has it been tugging at me? <laughs> yeah, it has. I mean, I've got the name. I've got it trademarked, like, you know, the whole nine. And so I how just, will you know when to go? I know now. How did you know now? Again, good idea versus God idea, right? Love that. D- don't worry. This is this is going to be a new quote in everything that I do for <laughs> Patrice Washington moving forward. I, I always give credit where credit is due, and this this <laughs> will be a, a PW thing moving forward. But I um I just can't let go of it. So yeah, the, and much like Podcast Magazine, which we used the example earlier. I know that it is solvable, and if someone else solves the problem that I am looking to solve here, I am forever going to look back and be like, you had an opportunity, you missed out on that opportunity, and not to say I won't forgive myself because I've missed out on a lot of opportunities throughout my career, but at the same token, uh, this is one of those things where I'm I'm the one who needs to bring it to fruition. Mm -hmm. I love it. So I read that you're known as America's reinvention expert. So can you give us a little backstory? How many times have you reinvented your own career oh, here? <laughs> so, yeah, right. I mean, uh, God, countless times, but I could probably count them. So that's a pretty, you know, we can't use that term. But I started out as a DJ way back in the day. I was a nightclub DJ, spinning house music, you know, just born just right outside of Chicago. And so Chicago house music has always been kind of my thing. So spin in the clubs, built up a pretty good following, ended up at 19 deciding, you know what? I actually think I want to open up my own nightclub. And so at 19, I opened up a non-alcoholic nightclub because obviously I wasn't old enough to open a, a, you know an alcohol club, right? With a license and all that. So open a non-alcoholic nightclub. That was my first real entrepreneurial endeavor. Did a full 180 after that, got into the catalog business, then ended up coming into the online world really, really early. So we actually launched a store on CompuServe's Electronic Mall in 1993. That's how far back I go online. That became Liquor.com, like what you drink, right? And took that all the way to the promised land and sold that to Barry Diller's IAC in 2019. Real estate development, speaking, writing, podcasting, live events, magazines, I mean, I, I've done countless things, but again, we could probably count those uh, over the course of my career. And, and again, I just think it's a matter of really giving yourself the ability to try on a lot of different things. And ultimately, all of those things, as you look back on your career, you'll see how those dots really do you know, line up, how they, how they connect. And it'll lead you to the next big thing and the next big thing and so on. But ultimately, you know, reinvention to me is not at all about changing Anything insofar as who you are, to me, reinvention is really more about kind of shedding the shackles and the the expectations and the whims and the agendas that other people throw on top of you and throw on your shoulders and really just stripping back and getting to the 
to the core and to the essence of who you truly are. So to me, reinvention is not about addition. It's really more about subtraction. So Steve, we were just talking about this idea of reinventing yourself, and it's not about changing who you are. It's about allowing yourself to essentially evolve and be flexible with the journey. What do you think keeps people from being flexible? You are very flexible. You've, you've done a lot of things. Yeah, I've done a lot of things, but they all seem like they connect directly back. Your path seems very broad. Very. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not even and, and I'm not even sure how some of the things connect necessarily. But I think that the way that they connect ultimately is by giving me certain skills. It may not be that the careers are related, but the but the skills gained within like like let's just take speaking on stage as an example. So doesn't necessarily have anything to do with what I'm going to be doing in the real estate world here. Although, again, I've done real estate development with the, the creating this third class of real estate that I was talking about earlier. Like, how does speaking on stage relate to that? How does how does DJing relate to any of that? Well, it's all about communication, right? It's all about being able to articulate. It's all about being able to just really in, enroll people into that vision, right? And entertain them in enough of a way, because at the end of the day, we all want to be entertained, right? I mean, if you're an investor and you've got a, a $10 million fund, it's not necessarily all about the, I just want to to make money. It's, I want to do something that's, that's fun. I want to do something that has the ability to to change industry or change the, the world. And maybe 10 million is a little light on that fund to be able to do that. But the point being, even for those folks who are stroking checks, you know, they want to be entertained. They need to have a clear understanding of what it is that you're looking to do and why they should stroke that check to you. Right. So, OK, so speaking on stage, DJing in clubs, writing for catalogs, writing my books, like that's all about really articulating and then delivering a very specific message. Right. As we look to then enroll customers into this vision. And we're saying to people, hey, you know, you need to stop renting. And for those of you that are owning, you need to consider that this is an, an alternative for you in terms of ownership that you have never considered before. These are all very specific skills that require all of the things that I had done before in order to be able to enroll them into this new vision, right? So, it's just very interesting. And again, this is what I would ask for people to think about in their own careers is it may not be blatantly obvious, like, yeah. okay, this steps from here to there, but maybe it's a skill. I mean, even if it's in a relational sort of, you know, just when you think, think about the interpersonal relationships, right? And the relationship skills that you develop. Like, I hated that job. That woman was such a blank or that man was such a blank, right? But how did you deal with that person and what did you learn from that relationship, right? Because ultimately, mm -hmm. they probably taught you something about how to deal with the next person who is like that. Yes. Right? And hopefully you catch the, the lesson. So instead of just complaining about a scenario, just to use your example, it's like, okay, what's the lesson here? Like, mm. how, like how do I show up when this happens? Because yeah. if not, we're just going to keep experiencing different versions of those people. So you can change offices, you can change industries, but mm -hmm. 
but there's all Nancy's always going to be there. There's going to be <laughs> she may be called something else, yeah. but <laughs> right. And and I think they call her Karen now. But you know, so the <laughs> So it, it is interesting, though, because when you think about it, once you sort of slay that dragon and you can answer this from your own personal experience, Patrice, but don't you find that once you slay that sort of dragon, they stop showing up in your life? I believe so. And I, I can think about different times in my life when I have tried to avoid conflict. So I allowed people's bad behavior to just continue, right? Well, I actually thought I was above their bad behavior. I'm like, I see them being bad to other people, but not me. That definitely couldn't be me, right? So I avoided having a conversation and maybe that relationship fizzled out and, you know, went on. And then I meet another version of that person. It wasn't until I finally was like, you know what? I have to stop romanticizing these relationships where people show bad behavior. And just because it's not directed to me, I think that I'm safe. And when I finally took a stand and like untied a relationship like that, I haven't experienced that again. It's been some years. But when I looked back again and tried to find the common thread, it's like, this isn't your first time at the rodeo. You've you've been here before. You did that before. And it wasn't until I took a stand and finally just confronted it that it stopped. Because then I could acknowledge and see it ahead of time before I got too deep into relationship with people again that kind of exhibited similar behavior. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. I mean, again, as you look to reinvent who you are and, and again, reinvention, that was the path we were going down. You know, it's more about the, the, uh, shall we say the subtraction rather than the, the addition. Right. And so once we slay some of those, those dragons, so to speak, we remove those people or those circumstances or those, you know, typical situations that we're so used to encountering from our lives and then again, that gets you back to almost like, you know, the the starting blocks, right? Because before all of that took place, you didn't have any of that, uh, any of that stress, any of that burden. I mean, those concerns going on in your life. I mean, you were just literally right there. Mm-hmm. Then you jumped out of the blocks. You started encountering some of these things. So it's just it's interesting to see how now we that that we've kind of slayed that we we go back to not having that as as part of our lives either as something we won't tolerate or something that we just simply know how to to deal with and move past or or move beyond yeah so i know that reinventors that was like one path but in the book you talk about the four paths so reinvention yeah. is one can you share the other three yeah so reinventors and just so we're clear on this and what i'm talking about is that it, and you'll probably hear yourself in one of these these four paths. What what I've discovered is that there's there's really just four types of people that are that exist in this world and are just kind of on their own personal journey, right? So, oh, let's see. Okay, so the so the first one, this is the group that I term as a birther, and not the Barack Obama birther thing. Like this is like the birther in terms of like the basketball player, right? I mean, this is somebody who literally out of the womb just kind of knew exactly who they are, what they stand for, what they want to do. You know, these these are the people that we kind of look at and, and most of us kind of hate, you know, like because they are just so clear and nothing matters. They are always right back on point. Right. Like you can push them off to the side a little bit, but eventually they get right back in line with who they are and, and who they know they are and who they want to be in this world. Right. So you've got so you've got the birther, the second group. And we'll just skip to the reinventor because that's what you mentioned there. This is somebody who looks at the uh, the what is your what framework. Right. In terms of the gift, the vehicle and the people. 
and they say, you know, I am just so far removed from how I'm naturally wired to excel and what I really want to be doing that I totally need to reinvent my life. So it's like the lawyer that just says, okay, enough is enough. I'm not doing another 80 hour work week. I'm just not doing it. And they go out and they start teaching people how to surf. You know, it's just like complete 180, complete reinvention. They just need to simply cut that rope and and start over in some in some way. Then you have the shifter. Now a shifter is someone who has to make a let's just say a subtle adjustment to the what is your what framework in order to really find that that sweet spot where they where they want to be in life. So as an example, well let me give you a real world example. So there was a, so for years I taught a, a program called the reinvention workshop and I would have people come in and we did this monthly for for years. And so I'd literally help people discover their what and then help them create a plan of action for bringing that to, to fruition. And so there was a woman who came to the reinvention workshop and for most of her career, she had been a, a nurse and she loved nursing, but she just didn't quite feel like everything was aligned. She didn't know what it was, but just something was a little bit off. She just, again, didn't quite know what it was. So we looked at the, the what is your what framework with her, right? And so her gift was definitely healing. So there was no doubt at all that that her gift was healing, right? That's her core natural gift, right? Just she is absolutely a healer. She's known that for forever. And so the vehicle that she was using to share that gift is nursing. So she had been a nurse for the better part of, of 40 years or so of her career. And so those two pieces of the puzzle were were on point. She knew she was a healer and she was using nursing, which she loved nursing as a vehicle with which to share that gift, Okay. Now, outside of that, though, you have the people and the people that you're most compelled to serve. And she really just felt like there was a piece of the puzzle that was off. And it's because she was working in a general hospital. And so in working in a general hospital, she wasn't working with the people that she was most compelled to serve. And so ultimately, what she decided to do was, you know what, let me dig into this. Let me figure out who these people are. And it became very clear that the people that she's most compelled to serve are the disadvantaged elderly. And she wasn't working with a disadvantaged elderly on a consistent basis. Ultimately, she said, you know what? Let me be a nurse in a situation where I can work with a disadvantaged elderly. And ultimately, she found a position at a VA hospital working with the disadvantaged elderly. And so she made that shift. And that's really made all the difference for her. So it was a subtle shift to that equation made all the difference. And then the last group are the wanderers. And I don't mean that in sort of a derogatory sense. I just mean it in terms of the fact that most people will just wander through life without having clarity on one part of the what is your what framework, let alone all three. And that's largely because these just aren't conversations that we have in in school. We don't have these conversations around the dinner table. We just don't have these conversations. So they just kind of wander without even really knowing that this whole what is your what framework even exists. And so those are the four groups, the birther, the reinventor, the the shifter, and the wanderer. I love that. That was so clear. You know, when you talk about the shifter, one of the things that I do in my work, or one of the things I say here all the time is that sometimes we have the right gift, but we're using it in the wrong ministry or in the wrong industry, right? So when we're using the right gift in the wrong place, it's really easy to fall into questioning if it's a gift at all. It's like, no, maybe this is not what I'm called to do, but maybe it is. You're just using it with the wrong people and it doesn't feel good, but it is your thing. Yeah. And that's a super great point. And again, falls right in line with exactly what I'm talking about, right? Which is just a, just like sort of a subtle adjustment to the what is your what framework. And, and it can make ultimately all the difference. 
Yeah. So for wanderers, is there hope? Like, can they become reinventors, shifters? I don't know if they'll be birthers because if they were birthers, they would have already been there. But what 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 is the hope for someone who's listening to you and they're going, I think I'm a wanderer? What do where do you start? Yeah, you start with the book. Go buy the book and buy the book for 28 of your friends and then call it. No, I'm just playing. Um, we give the book away for free, so we can talk about that in a minute. But the um, but the fact is you turn on the light switch, right? I mean, like step one is you just ultimately are hearing this conversation. And you say, well, wait a minute. You know, I'm, I'm 50 years old and you're right. I, I don't think I'm doing or what I'm doing is reflective, you know, reflective of how I'm naturally wired to excel, right? Like, I don't get that fire in my soul. I don't feel that urge to jump out of bed every single day. You know, like that sort of thing just isn't taking place for me. So for a lot of people, I mean, it's literally just this conversation that they're hearing where they say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to turn on that light switch. And that light switch is let me figure out what I love doing. Let me figure out what it is that, that I'm really good at. Let me figure out how I can make a lot of money for these, you know, for these gifts. And you shouldn't apologize for making a lot of money for what comes as naturally to you as breathing, right? I mean, you know, if, if a ball player can get paid millions of dollars to hit a ball with a stick, I mean, why shouldn't you be paid extraordinarily well for, for what you're great at? So, I mean, it, you know, I'm, and, and again, there's other things that have to happen after this. But realistically, that first step is just the, the flip of the light switch. Because once you turn the lights on and you realize there is more or there is different or there is better, it's really hard to turn that switch off. And that's where I would start. Yeah. It's hard to turn it off, but it's also scary, right? If you've been a wanderer and you've just been kind of doing your thing, is it not scary to try to get on one of these paths? Well, I mean, look, what's more scary? Going to your deathbed and realizing that you, you didn't do Jack in your life that you loved? You know, or or making a switch right now, you know, and I'm not sitting here saying that it's easy because this is definitely not easy by any stretch. But the reason why, you know, we talk about the people that we admire doesn't matter who, you know, who they are, whatever, whoever those people are that you admire in your particular industry. We talk about a handful of people Mm -hmm. because there's only a handful of people who have taken it to that level. And so those are the people we point at. Those are the people that we look at. And, and ultimately, the question is, why them and not you, right? And if you're of the mindset that you want it to be you, and, and look, as you know, not everybody wants it to be them. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying that everyone needs to do this or figure it out or, or whatever, because the reality is there are plenty of people who will just keep the light switch off. And they'll be like, I'm going to go to my job. I'm going to leave my job. I'm going to come home and I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And that's that's my life. And I'm okay with it. And so, you know, the reality is you have to define where you are in your life and whether or not this reflects where it is that you want to be. And -hmm. if it's not, then, you know, again, I would just ask the question of what's scarier, either making that shift and trying to figure it out and making some change or going on for the next 10 years or 20 years or 30 years with things being exactly as they have been. Mm-hmm. And I will tell you, even from a real world example, I mean, like I look at my dad and I love my dad to death, but man, I mean, he's going to, he retired 10, 12 years ago or so. And, you know, it's just like, he's just waiting to, I don't know what he's waiting for. Like, I mean, he's just, he's just sitting there. And so I, I don't know. I mean, I guess to each his own, 
but I, I just can't imagine knowing that you want to do something more and ignoring that call and how ultimately that will affect you. I mean, again, you can just talk to the dying, right? And, and you've seen the studies and you've heard the studies, right? And I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the one thing that, that is the common thread that ties all of the dying is they just wish they did X or they wish they did Y. And that's the advice that they always put forth is, why didn't I? Why didn't I? Why didn't I? Yeah. So, you know, I work primarily with women. And I just had this conversation last night with hundreds of women on a live stream, especially as moms, because I hear women say in their 20s, 30s, oh, I'm going to wait to pursue my purpose or pursue this thing I feel led to do until my children grow up. And I'm like, well, now wait a minute, (laughs) because when they grow up, what does that mean? So another 12 years, 10 years, eight years, but you're also older. At the same time, your kids are growing up, you're growing up too. So now I have that group that says, I'm going to wait to pursue my, whatever I consider to be my purpose. And then I have the group that's already 40s, 50s, 60s, and they're going, I wish I would have. And I'm like, okay, well, what is the midpoint when we're going to like all agree that we need to go after the things that we feel led to do? Yeah. But it's a, it's a hard conversation in, in this space. It is. And not everyone's going to see it in the way that you see it. And not everyone's going to want the same things that you want. And so that's that's really ultimately the question, right, for each of us is mm-hmm. what do we want and do we have it? And if we don't, what the F are we doing about it? What are we willing to do? Can you tell me more about this free book giveaway? What what was that that you mentioned? Oh, yeah. I mean, real simple. Just what is your what dot com forward slash free. And uh, and we do give away the entire book for free. And uh, we'd love for you to have it. Why? Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's selfish, right? I give away the book for selfish reasons from the standpoint of I know if you go out into the world and discover what your what is, bring that to fruition and you're happier, you're fulfilling whatever that, you know, that God idea is that's been brought into your world, right? You're going to make this world a better place. And ultimately, by your doing that, it makes the world a better place as a whole, which means it makes it better for me. It makes it better for my kids. It makes it better for your kids and for generations to come. So ultimately, if the book can help you identify what your what is and you go out and, and again, you bring that to fruition, that that helps all of us. So that, I, I guess ultimately you can say, yeah, I give it away for selfish reasons, right? Because it helps me too. I love that. And can you say the address one more time? What is your what? which is the name of the book, dot com forward slash free. Love that. And so there's no excuse. What you've really done is just eliminated excuses. I know a lot of folks, though, and you're listening. I know it's you. You're going to go and download this right now. You're going to go to the site and download it. But the thing is, nothing's going to change until you read it and apply it. So let's just make sure that we keep that (laughs) out there because... I don't know about you, but I, as a coach, I get so frustrated when I see people who are so like have so much potential. And I know you said people don't want what you want. And I, but sometimes, um, Steve, I just want to come through the mic or come through the screen and just shake folks. Like, I wish I was in their living room. Like, listen, you can do this. Like, come on. You know, I'm not here. I haven't done all the things that I've done because I was so brilliant. Right. It's it hasn't been that at all. I got clear about what you talked about earlier and then I just committed and I've been consistent. I didn't I didn't do national radio, national television, do all these things because I was the smartest person. But the people I felt compelled to serve, 
I just couldn't leave them suffering. And it's not that other people are not speaking or not podcasting or not doing those things, but I feel like my voice matters and I'm just going to keep showing up. Even if it's an audience of one, I'm going to keep doing it. If one person every day says, thank you so much, you bless me. Cool. That's good. Yeah, I'm satisfied. I just can't imagine leaving here with all of that just in here. And I just want that type of fulfillment for other people. Yeah. And that's why you do what you do. And that's why you are who you are. Steve, this was good. I have to ask you some redefining wealth, rapid wisdom questions before we go. You're just going to tell us the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. Uh Oh, careful. (laughs) Okay. Here's the first one. How do you define success? You know what? I actually love the definition of success. That is success means having the courage, the determination and the will to become the person you were meant to be. And that was George Sheehan. I love that. How do you define wealth in three words or less? Ooh, um, family and love. That's good. You're you're like one of the first people I haven't had to cut off. There is usually a long look at you. That's good. Well, you gave me instructions. <laughs> I follow instructions. <laughs> not, well, we're not all able. Um, okay. <laughs> so this one is: What's one book that has helped you redefine wealth for yourself? This is going to be an odd recommendation, but for me, I I really loved reading Lenny Kravitz's autobiography, Let Love Rule. Uh, been a Lenny fan for a long time. And so just hearing him on his journey and how just in tune, who that's funny, how in tune <laughs> he has been throughout his entire career with who he is and what he wants and what's most important to him has really, really helped me understand just the, the power of, of listening more to my gut Mm -hmm. And not just jumping on different opportunities because they appear to be opportunities that you should be jumping on. Right. They could very well be distractions. And my favorite quote of late, and this is a, this is a, who, um, who's that guy? Oh yeah. Steve Ulsher said this. It's a really good quote. (laughs) Um, So it's my, one of my favorite Steve-isms at the moment. And I hate when people talk in the third person, but I'll just do that for two seconds here is um, don't let the good distract you from the great. Absolutely. Okay. This is the last one. You're going to fill in the blank. My name is, and for me, the truth about wealth is. My name is Steve Olsher. And for me, the truth about wealth is that ultimately it's how you define what it is. And it can only be your definition in terms of what makes you wealthy. Definitely agree. Hence, redefining wealth and and redefine wealth for yourself. (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much, Steve. It's such a pleasure to speak to you. We definitely are going to make sure that we link to get that free copy of What Is Your What in the show notes and just appreciate everything you're doing to help continue to broaden our industry here as podcasters. No idea five years ago, four and a half years ago that I would be in this space, but I'm really grateful that it allows me to be a blessing to the people I'm compelled to serve, but that I also get to meet and connect with awesome people like you. So thank you for being here. You're welcome. And we can give away a free lifetime subscription to Podcast Magazine too, if you want. Uh, yeah. Okay, sweet. Oh, so the same thing. So podcastmagazine.com slash free. So that's a private backdoor link there too. So yeah, join us for that journey. And uh, we'd love to, we'd love to have you on it if, uh, if you love podcasts as much as we do. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. All right. Was that not a great conversation? I am really feeling this idea of the four paths, the birthers, the shifters, the reinventors, and the wanderers. And what you didn't hear, I actually asked Steve offline 
What percentage of people he actually thought were wanderers? I would have said maybe 80%. I think Steve said something like 98%. And I don't know about you. And obviously, neither one of us, you know, has no idea. We just know from working with people and being around people so much that it's clear that so many people are wandering. And sometimes when you hear folks, I think like Steve or I, you know, try to push that, you know, you take a certain path or that you become a reinventor, that it's okay to allow your purpose to evolve. It can be frustrating. I know that. But I don't know. I know in this community, what I'm committed to is bringing more of us over to the path of shifters and reinventors. I want to see more people allow themselves to immerse themselves and using their God-given gifts and talents and passion and bringing it all together to be of service in the marketplace, not wandering through life and getting to the end of our lives and going, man, I wish I would have really done something with that. So whether it's 80% or 98%, I just don't want you, the purpose chaser in this community, to live your life that way forever. I think we've all been through seasons and experiences, maybe not if you're a birther, but the rest of us have been through seasons and experiences that have caused us to shift and pivot and reinvent ourselves time and time again. And I just hope that you see Redefining Wealth, our Facebook community, this podcast, anything that's an extension of me as a source of strength and a source of inspiration that you don't have to wander through your life. You can literally... Look at your gifts, look at your talents and find the way that they make sense in the marketplace and go forth. Don't wander forever. That's my message. Just don't wander forever. Feel free to tag me in the free Redefining Wealth Facebook community and love to hear your thoughts about this. What did you think about Steve Ulsher? Also, make sure that you rate and review the podcast. It really, really, really helps us get discovered in the podcast app by other people who are purpose chasers. They just don't know it yet. (laughs) So when you rate and review, it helps them find us. And finally, as always, I just want you to go live your life's purpose, find fulfillment, and earn more without ever feeling like you have to chase money. Talk to you later. 